Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. What is going on, everybody? It is me, it is I, it is your host of Snug Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back to Snug Wrestling. My name is Edgar, and we just got done watching SummerSlam. What a crazy show that we just got done watching today. And today was actually fight night, because after SummerSlam, we saw Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. And I usually don't do this. This is going to be a very, very special episode. We're not just just gonna talk about wrestling today and i also have a very very special guest on my show today the very first official guest of snug wrestling podcast i have never had a guest on my show before until now they wanted to come on to the show today and give you guys a really important message because we just got done watching logan paul wrestle and we just got done watching jake paul box it was only right my special guest request requested to be on the show to talk about something very important and i'm gonna let them explain to you what we're gonna be doing today so say hi and tell them your name and what are we gonna be talking about prime prime you want to talk to us about prime today people are infested in caffeine because it has a lot of caffeine in it you shouldn't drink it there you have it folks prime is infested with caffeine and you shouldn't be drinking it it's not good for you, right? Yeah. And that was your message from yours truly. My name is Itzel. A message brought to you from Itzel. Before you drink Prime, make sure you look at the ingredients, people. Don't drink it because it has it's very sweet. You heard it first here, folks. There we go. Snug Wrestling's first official guest on the show. My baby Itzel wanted to share her feelings about the Prime energy drink. She no, she's not allowed to drink that shit around here. But man, talk about fight night today. We saw a lot of wrestling. We saw some boxing. And I want to talk about this Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz fight really quick because Nate Diaz, he was looking wobbly throughout this whole entire match. In the first round, it looked like Nate Diaz was going to get knocked out. But Jake Paul, he could have knocked him out, I feel like, pretty early in the match. But he didn't for some reason. And these guys, they went all 10 rounds surprisingly jake paul ended up winning by decision there was a knockout there that looked like maybe nate diaz lost his balance a little bit but nate diaz ended up lasting all 10 rounds and there's a reason why nate diaz is a ufc fighter and not a boxer but it was still a really entertaining match and speaking of entertainment before we get into the nitty-gritty of this SummerSlam show be sure to hit me up at snug wrestling on 
all my social medias. But what a night we had in wrestling in WWE. So much shit went down. I still can't believe half of the stuff that I witnessed here in SummerSlam. Now, there was a lot of talk about a lot of returns, a lot of potential comebacks, but the only ones that we saw were the ones I least expected, which we saw Dakota Kai come back, but no Randy, no Bray Wyatt, no Nick Aldis. None of the people that were rumored to come back returned on this show. The opening match was Logan Paul versus Ricochet, and the match actually started off pretty good. The flips, they didn't come into the match until later on in the match. Logan Paul was in control at the beginning, but this match was mainly a highlight reel. There was a lot of standing moonsaults, a lot of backflips, and Logan Paul ended up winning with the brass knuckles. So Logan Paul, a guy that's been in the ring with Roman Reigns, with Seth Rollins, had to cheat to beat Ricochet. Now, I know what WWE is trying to do here. If Logan Paul cheats to beat Ricochet, then maybe the people will buy into Ricochet a little bit more and help Ricochet get over here with the crowd. But I think the only thing they did is kind of diminish Logan Paul and his momentum because Logan Paul at first was being presented as a top player, as someone to reckon with, but he barely beat Ricochet and he had to cheat in order to pin him. The next match, probably one of my favorite matches of the whole entire show, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. The beginning of the match, Brock Lesnar was in total control of Cody Rhodes. Brock Lesnar kept Cody Rhodes out of the ring, trying to get the count out. Cody Rhodes kept breaking the count out and making it into the ring before the 10 count. And Cody Rhodes does not give up. Cody Rhodes, he's fighting from underneath, but Lesnar cuts him off every single time. So there's no chance for Cody Rhodes here. At least that's what it seems like. Cody Rhodes exposed the turnbuckle again like he did in the very first match that Cody Rhodes beat Brock Lesnar. But Cody Rhodes exposed the turnbuckle in front of the referee. And he also used the steel steps on Brock Lesnar. The referee did absolutely nothing about this since when was this a no disqualification match? Apparently, this is anything goes. Cody Rhodes ends up hitting Brock Lesnar with three crossroads and ends up getting the win over Brock Lesnar. And after the match, there was a sign of respect by Brock Lesnar, raising Cody Rhodes' arms and accepting that Cody Rhodes was the better man tonight. We had the 25-man battle royal. Tommaso Ciampa, he was in a role here. He eliminated three or four people in a row. Santos Escobar eliminated Austin Theory. And Omas was also in this match, which we haven't seen in quite some time. Everyone in the battle royal teams up together to eliminate Omas. LA Knight, Sheamus, and AJ Styles were the last three competitors of this battle royal. LA Knight and Sheamus go back up to the top rope again, but this time there was no botch. Unlike last night on Friday Night Smackdown, where they both fell out of the ring, and LA Knight ends up winning here. Finally, LA Knight ends up winning something. LA Knight won this battle royale, but there was no stipulation here. This wasn't for a number one contender or nothing. This is just for bragging rights, but at least we got to see LA Knight get a win, finally. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. MMA rules. No countouts, no pinfalls. Only way that you can win this match is by knockout or submission. And these girls were straight up wrestling MMA 
style, which was really good to see. Shayna injured her arm during the match and the doctors were checking on her. But these girls, they showed some really good wrestling here. And this actually looked like a shoot. I really enjoyed watching this MMA style match between these two. And the right person won. Shayna Baszler ended up putting Ronda to sleep and she got the victory over Ronda Rousey. Drew McIntyre versus Gunther. This was a classic match. Two big dominant superstars going at it head to head. Drew McIntyre came really close to pinning the Intercontinental Champion Gunther, but Gunther ended up retaining in a great match. And Gunther is on his way to breaking the Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental reign. Gunther is still one of the best wrestlers in WWE and I don't see anyone taking this IC title from Gunther anytime soon. Another great match, Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins is wearing the same gear that he wore seven years ago on the same match versus Finn Balor. This was the same match that Seth Rollins injured Finn Balor, causing him to vacate the Universal Championship. So Seth Rollins is really trying to get under Finn Balor skin here at the beginning of the match Finn Balor was working on Seth Rollins arm as payback because Seth Rollins injured Finn Balor by dislocating his arm but towards the end of the match Damian Priest comes out Damian Priest was teasing that he was possibly going to cash in his money in the bank but there was some miscommunication there and Seth Rollins ends up beating Finn Balor with the curve stomp on the briefcase that Damian Priest threw in the ring and what a roller coaster ride of a match here there were so many things going on here i wasn't sure how this was going to end up finn balor almost got the win but in the back of my mind i was thinking if finn balor wins this damian priest would cash in on finn balor seth rollins ended up winning this match but damian priest did not cash in finn balor was looking at damian priest at the end of this match and he was not happy so finn balor Balor is going to blame Damien Priest for his loss here at SummerSlam and we got some interesting stuff waiting for us for Monday Night Raw. We had the triple threat match Charlotte, Bianca, and Asuka for the Women's WWE Championship and the winner of this match was Io Sky. Io Sky ended up cashing in her money in the bank on Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair ended up winning the triple threat match, the actual match itself, but then Bailey and Eosky came out and Eosky gave the people what they want and we have a new women's champion very deserving Eosky. Dakota Kai comes back to celebrate with her damage control teammate and the damage control is looking stronger than ever because they got some gold now. And the main event Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns comes out with one belt only not the three belts. Paul Heyman did not come out with all of the belts. Jey Uso and Roman Reigns throughout this match, they were taking their time with it. They were really milking it and they were really building this up. Roman Reigns ends up getting the kendo because this is tribal combat. No disqualification. Jey Uso, he gets some chairs and Paul Heyman, he's so great in his role in all this. He's outside of the ring pleading Jey Uso, don't do this to your cousin. Your cousin loves you. And 
Paul Heyman, he adds so much drama to all of this and it's just so great. Jay and Roman Reigns go out to the crowd and they take the fight out there to the stands, but Solo Sokoa comes out. Roman accidentally hits Solo Sokoa with the spear and Solo is not too happy about that. It looks like Jay Uso is going to win this match, but someone pulls Jay Uso out of the ring and it's Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso came back. He was hospitalized by the hands of Roman Reigns, but he comes back to help Roman Reigns. It's a swerve, bro. Nobody will expect this, but Jimmy Uso comes out and betrays Jay Uso. And I'm going to blame this on Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, he's been cutting a lot of promos saying that the reason that Jimmy Uso was hospitalized was because of Jay. The reason Jay Uso was the right hand man was because Jimmy Uso was not there. Jimmy Uso was injured. And Paul Heyman managed to turn the twins against each other. Jay Uso has been calling himself the real tribal chief, but Jimmy Uso is going to argue that he's the next tribal chief. He's next up in line. That he's the one that should be in that main event spot, not Jay. So we're going to have a feud between Jay and Jimmy Uso, and the story continues. But man, what a finish to this SummerSlam 2023. I can't believe half of this shit that I saw here. And I can't wait to see what happens next. But that was SummerSlam. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to hit me up at Snug Wrestling, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you.